Each Teach Radio. Connecting with people. Welcome to the eighth edition of the Peak Performance Podcast with myself, Richard Pops. Today's special guest is massage therapist and personal trainer, Jordan Trent. The topic we will be discussing is the benefits of massage therapy to your mind, your body and your soul. Welcome, Jordan. Can you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Hey, Richard. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. Um, Okay, so yeah, as you said, my name is Jordan, Jordan Trent, and I have been a practicing massage therapist for nigh on 20 years now, which is a very long time, showing my age here. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I'm based in Richmond in Surrey, which is Greater London, and you can find out a bit more about who I am and what I do on my Instagram page, which is Flow Massage with Jordan. Brilliant, brilliant. Thank you for being my guest today. Um, as a personal trainer, as you know, um, we tend to kind of put our body through the paces, but I'm guilty, I'm afraid to say, of um, only getting a massage when I feel pain. Is this a common thing that you hear? <laughs> yeah, you and about six million others. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is a common thing. Um, I wish I could say it wasn't, but um, I mean, that's kind of links nicely into what I'm currently trying to do, which is raise awareness of massage and and how it can help people in many many ways because unfortunately there is this background where people will only come once they've incurred an injury or whether or when the pain has already arrived um, which makes our job much much harder Um, sometimes it's unavoidable obviously if you have an acute injury you know a sudden injury that's unavoidable Um, That's just part of life. But as you know, I mean, I also have a background in personal training, so we can discuss this together, Rich, with like minds and and like (laughs) So I'm going to throw a question at you. So obviously with your clients, you you kind of educate them on the importance of doing warm-ups and cool-downs and stretching. Am I right? 100%. Okay, so and, and why exactly do you do that? Um, to decrease the risk of injuries, to improve their um, physical um, performance, to help their joints get a, a full range of motion and to probably, I'd say, enable their muscles to work more efficiently. Voila. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't put it better myself. And that's exactly the same principles, the exact same principles that massage therapy works under. The idea is that prevention is better than cure. Yeah. So if you, if you have regular massages, the idea behind that is to maintain the, the muscle flexibility, the range of motion to prevent any injuries occurring. So, for example, there could be an underlying problem that you have that hasn't raised to the surface yet. So it's not causing you any pain. There's no inflammation, but there is a gradual buildup somewhere in your body particularly if you're exercising regularly um, there is going to be a buildup of toxins there are going to be blockages that are going to happen in your internal system that take a while to present themselves and what massage will do is to just regulate your system and keep everything flowing naturally hence the word flow massage (laughs) it's it's an order it's just in order to encourage a natural flow within the internal mechanisms of your body and the whole idea of maintaining that is so that we don't have clients who come to us and say oh i've got this pain (laughs) yeah in terms of understanding and logic because i mean pain is it's a sensory experience right um but it's obviously directly associated to actual tissue damage now 
you know, tissue damage, as I explained, is is a, is a natural buildup in the body. Um, aside from an acute injury, it's something that's building up over a period of time. And if you can apply a wellness tool that will prevent that from happening, then massage is a great one to use. Brilliant. So basically, it's, it's almost like, um, if you use an analogy of having a car, it's almost like regularly having a service in your car or regularly changing the oil and the air filter and stuff like that, just so yes. your car runs smoother along its journey as opposed to waiting for it to um, break down before then you decide, oh, wait, I should go and get that change. Is that a Correct. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. That's exactly that's that's a perfect um, example of what we're trying to do. And people can understand the logic of doing it with their car. You know, they, yes. they get that. And it takes sometimes a personal trainer to explain to them the benefits of maintaining their body pre and post exercise in order to prevent injury. But somehow they can't apply that to massage, um, which is a strange one for me. Obviously, I've been doing it for a very long time, so it makes more sense to me. But it is something, again, that I am trying to raise awareness of with people. Brilliant. And I'm hoping that this podcast will help people to um, to, to, to see how important um, having massages are because even like talking from personal experience like I said before that um, if I think about the last three times I've had a massage it's been my birthday a spa weekend and like yeah <laughs> a, a, a relaxing break and then I decided to get a massage and have a sauna and steam and stuff like that why do you like do you think it's just people are not aware how important it is that's why they tend to do it as a luxury as opposed to do it as a necessity well, I, do, I think it can fulfill both of those criteria, and absolutely has a place in terms of being a luxurious experience, um, for sure. Particularly if it's enhanced by candles and soft music, yes, yes. And, you know, a warm ambiance. Um, all of those things heighten the experience, and they they do tend to be associated with luxury, which is absolutely fine. I don't necessarily have an issue with that per se. I just think the where the awareness needs to be heightened is in the actual where massage can actually help you in in terms of your day-to-day life and let me give you an example so over this experience with covid and the lockdown there's been the statistics show that there are about two out of three people that have been working out from home um, obviously because we've had lack of resources nobody can go to the gym and yes. so there's limited access to the outdoors in the early days and that means when there's increased numbers of people working out at home unsupervised largely um, there's an awful amount of increased risk with injury um, and people causing themselves pain, discomfort from working out. That's the downside to working out. It has a lots of pluses, but one of the negative sides is that you can injure yourself, particularly if you've joined, for example, one of these live workouts. Yes. Um, everybody yes. wants to get involved, but there's no real understanding, particularly for the layman, about what level of fitness they're at. So they could be joining a class that's particularly, way out of their realm of expertise and they start pushing their body way 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 too hard um, and the next day they're sore they've got areas of their body that are crying out in pain yeah. <laughs> and they can barely get out of bed um, so all of those things they need to be addressed in a non-luxurious way um, yes. just to kind of give you an understanding um about massage i'm not sure how far your interest goes but it started off in sort of 2700 bc that's 
an incredibly long time ago. And then it wasn't considered a luxury at all. It was performed almost exclusively by doctors. Uh, and that's because it was one of the main treatments uh, in a medicinal way. And it's still being used today in very much the same way. The principles and the techniques have hardly changed at all. And people still use them because they still offer the exact same benefits. I think where the luxury element has come in is because of the society that we live in it, in today. It's there's more people lean more towards pharmaceuticals because of the introduction yes. of them. As you know, you know it's, it's easy for people to just pop a paracetamol or an ibuprofen in order to relieve, you know, some niggling ache or pain that they may have somewhere in their body. Um, alongside that, it's because we live such busy lives. You know, society is all rush, rush, rush. People don't yes. have enough downtime. Um, and that's where, again, pharmaceuticals play their part. And, and they are extremely beneficial. Don't get me wrong. I use them myself. But there is also an argument where people become too addicted to them and too yeah. used yeah. to using them. Um, and they do have their own side effects. There are an awful lot of side effects with a lot of drugs that are on the market. Um, so they need to be balanced in terms of how much reliance you place on them. And that's where massage and, and complementary therapies can work wonders. Um, I think in terms of pain management, they are great because they can reduce the amount of pain that you're experiencing. As yeah. we've already touched on, they can eliminate the pain occurring if you maintain your your muscular uh, physique. And in in terms of just thinking about our bodies as a whole, again, just going back to the the COVID experience, it was very difficult for people to access the services that they needed in the medical professions. Yeah. Um, so again, I'm trying to raise awareness of falling back to basic principles yeah, of which yeah. one. So if we are ever in a situation like this again, um, self-massage, for example, which is another thing that I promote on my Instagram channel, just teaching people how they can use self-massage. You don't have to go to a massage therapist. You don't have Brilliant. to spend any money Brilliant. if you don't want to. But there are ways that you can apply the same principles at home in order to manage pain and reduce tension and just keep your body working and functioning as well as it possibly can. That's amazing. So it's almost like having your own doctor in your house to be able to ease the pain that you're going through via massage as opposed to using drugs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, And if anybody's, you know, interested in, in exploring that more, then I really recommend that they, do some more work in researching massage, have a look at my channel because it, it does have many, many benefits um, other than the ones that we've just touched upon. Brilliant, brilliant. So in your um, experience, how often should one get a massage? Ah, another $64,000 question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it really, it, I mean, it really depends. And I think um, you need to think about, again, what type of massage you need. There are so many different types of massage. I mean, my specialities are Swedish relaxation, which is one that most people know of, um, and it's most commonly out there in the Western world. But obviously, as you know, there's sports massage um, that's dealing more directly with pain that's already arrived and more, I guess, that's more alongside pain that is from a repetitive strain. 
um, with sports injuries, we tend to see people who are dealing with an area where they're either prone to uh, an injury happening there because it's 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 something that's happened before. Um, for an example, if you have a tennis player, it tends to be shoulder arm injuries that they will yes. get that are recurring. Yeah. So. It can largely depend on the individual. I mean, it's always good to have a bespoke diagnosis with a therapist. Um, any good therapist will will do a consultation with you um, to understand what your needs are. And they will recommend how frequently they think you should have a massage. And that may stay, start off as being much more frequent to begin with, say a couple of times a week. Um, and then the frequency would reduce once you start to get better. Um, if we're talking about relaxation massage you can have them as many times as you like I'll, i'm going to tell you a story about uh, there's a quite a good nice story about a comic um, an american comic called bob hope he's going to be way be- before your time rich because uh, i remember him i remember bob hope do he, used you? To do, he used to do um comedies i think it's bob hope and bing crosby if i'm correct that's it yes you do yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> but you just made me feel so much better i'm not as old as i think i am <laughs> No, not at all. <laughs> okay, so Bob Hope, um, I loved him, by the way. I like loved his Same movie. here, same they, here. They just don't make stuff like that anymore, uh, yeah. which, is, which is a shame because um, their old classic stuff is is the best. But yeah. it's, it's in black and white. It's very somehow very nostalgic. Um, yeah. But he used to have um, a 60-minute massage every single day for the last 60, I think it's 60, 68 years of his life. And he lived until he was 100 years old. Wow. And that's that's a true story. Um, and that's testimony to, I mean, he didn't have any particular injuries per se. He just really believed wholeheartedly in the benefits of massage and what it did for his day-to-day health. So he just decided he was going to have a massage every single day. So to answer your question, how often... As often as you like, right? <laughs> the guidance of your therapist, but that's how therapeutic it can be. Brilliant, brilliant. And for me personally, um, like I said to you before, um, I, I haven't had a massage quite often as I should should do, and I've I run a lot, so I've got a problem with my Achilles. I've got tendonitis in my Achilles, and it's only when the pain arrived is when I went to see a physio, and then I was advised to do certain stretches and she gave me a foam roller and um, et cetera, et cetera. I want people to kind of know what the difference between a physio and a massage therapist, just so that they know that you shouldn't wait until it gets to the point where you have to go and see, you know. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. So in simple terms, you really need, if you were seeing your massage therapist regularly, Richard, you would never have had to visit the physio. It's, yes. it's as yeah. simple as that. So they are intertwined in terms of what they do. Uh, but one is most clearly prevention and the other one is cure. Yes. So in, that's, yeah. it, that's it in very simple times. The physio is about, is, is about the curing aspect. You've already incurred the injury. So all they can do is remedial and try to get you back up to full fitness. Massage, as we touched on earlier, is more about the prevention aspect. So you're a personal trainer. So you're really putting your body through the paces, right? Yeah. So you really, I mean, 
again, I haven't done a, an in-depth consultation with you, but I would recommend that you were having a massage, if not once a week, twice a week. Now, that doesn't have to be a full hour body massage. As you pointed out, there are specific areas like your Achilles that yeah. need specific attention. Um, in order for that injury not to exacerbate and become worse, which there is quite a high likelihood of that happening because Definitely. you're still working out, okay? You're still doing all of your sports. It's still under a certain amount of pressure. So if you don't want that to get worse, you really need to start incorporating massage as a wellness tool in as part of your regime um, because it's it's the only thing that's going to stop that injury getting worse if you unless you stop doing sport which i'm guessing is unlikely (laughs) very 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 unlikely and that's why when we touched upon earlier about going to see um a doctor per se is that that's the recommendation i got you well you need to stop or you need to pause for you know a couple of months so and for me that's not really an option yeah so um yeah now i'm i'm more aware so, yeah, going forward, I am going to um, be getting my massages because, yeah, stopping isn't an option. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'll give you a consultation after our chat, Richard. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> but, I mean, I similarly, um, I like to work out, you know, even just as a regular individual, I like to keep a certain level of fitness going. And it must be about five weeks ago now, I dislocated my shoulder. Oh, wow. Exactly, good examples of, of sports and keeping fit. I'll be rich at the moment. You dislocated <laughs> shoulder, but um, yeah, um, and again, it was just one of those fluke accidents, and I'm still in the healing process. Now, for me, obviously, being a therapist, I'm, I can use my own hands and the skills that I know to do self-massage. Now, I have a, a particular video that addresses this specifically on my Instagram channel, if anybody wants a bit more information. But in short, there are you don't even need to be um, particularly uh, an expert at doing self-massage there are lots of massage tools out there which are also really really useful um, if you're not sure about what you're doing there are massage tools like electric massages spiky balls uh, which is the video that i've uploaded onto my channel that will allow you to promote healing and this is the most beneficial beneficial thing about massage particularly with sports massage is that you don't want to stop doing what you're doing, particularly for you. I mean, it's 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 your living. This is what you need yeah. to do to earn money. So the idea that you can take a long break. And with injuries, particularly like my, my shoulder and Achilles, unfortunately, they are the type of injuries that can take an extremely long time to heal. Um, wow. We're talking, you know, three months on average for these things to get back to a full range of motion and for you to be able to use them at full strength as well. Um, because obviously the muscles will weaken if you can't use them properly. They are going to atrophy. So yeah. you need to use, as I said, back to wellness tools. If you're interested in self-care and maintaining your body, you need to apply some type of massage principle in order to promote healing because what massage does is encourages the healing process so instead of waiting three months for your achilles or my shoulder to heal we can reduce the amount of time 
um, that we're waiting for it to heal. But we can also reduce the amount of pain because that's the other key thing that massage does. It minimizes the amount of pain and discomfort that, you're, that you are in while you are waiting for that injury or that trauma to heal. So it's Brilliant. extremely beneficial to apply on a regular basis. And when you have, when you're kind of focused on a particular area of injury, um, it's a tricky one because it conflicts with our teachings. As a massage therapist, we treat the body as a whole. So um, as you mentioned in your introduction, it's more of the mindset is to treat the mind, the body and the soul as a whole because they are interconnected and what happens in one area will impact on the other area. So you can treat, for example, with your Achilles, you can treat the Achilles, but as a therapist, we would also look at what's going on in the rest of your body at the same time. And that is because there is a thing called referral pain. So what's happening in your ankle is going to affect the rest of your body at some point. I mean, it's it's kind of logical for people to understand that it will affect their mindset because obviously you're going to feel a little bit frustrated, annoyed, depressed uh, to a certain level because you can't do what you want to do it's preventing you yeah. from going through your day-to-day activity so obviously on a physiological level and a psychological level it's going to have an impact but the achilles in particular because um, obviously it's lower down in the portion of your body um, and you're it's carrying all of your body weight around every day um, again another thing you can't avoid doing you need to get from a to b yes uh, but that means what's going to what's going to happen invariably is your body is going to have to adjust where it carries the weight of your body in order to relieve some of the pressure on that Achilles. It's going to yeah yeah tender sore like most injuries. It's going to feel tender sore. There potentially will be some areas of inflammation there. So you want to kind of give it an extra bit of TLC. So your body is going to adjust its position. It's going to adjust where it carries the weight, and you're going to be shielding and masking that area somewhere what because it's going to feel vulnerable so you're trying to protect it now that's a domino effect so that means your knee your hip your shoulder even could potentially start to experience pain or discomfort they're going to feel achy they're going to fatigue much more quickly because they're having to do much more work than usual in order to take the pain yeah ability that you have in your Achilles does that make sense 100 percent. because once um I used to have a problem with my, my knee ages ago and I went to see a physio and he actually told me that my hip was out that's and my um, knee was overcompensating hence why my knee was in so much pain and I was like but it's exactly. my knee that's hurt and he was like no he gave me exercise to do on my hip to strengthen my hip and then the pain in my knee went away so I was yeah. blown away I was like wow like it wasn't <laughs> even my knee it was my hip yeah, exactly. No. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, that's just one example of, of how massage can help in terms of not only avoiding um, a trauma, but also in encouraging that trauma to heal much more quickly. Brilliant, brilliant. And I've just got a couple of lists of things that I wanted to ask you if massage can help you, because a couple of my clients in the past have suffered with it and they have gone straight to um, a doctor or going and taking pills to try and cure it so the first one I wanted to ask you about was Mm -hmm. um, headaches and migraines do you think massage can help with headaches and migraines well 
yes is the easy answer but that would make for a really boring conversation so <laughs> <laughs> um absolutely i'm actually a migraine sufferer myself oh, so wow. you're asking the perfect person um now migraines and headaches they're quite complex migraines can be caused by a, a whole you know a whole number of different things um like for example too much exposure to sunlight which is a, a key trigger for me um oh. eating the wrong foods yeah uh too much heat if, if the, the room that you're in is too warm and the temperature is too high and also if it's too cold um, all of there are so many different things that can that can cause uh, migraines and the intensity of a migraine um, headaches are obviously less severe but again can be caused by many many different things um, so they are something that we I mean, if I have a client who comes to me with a migraine, it's something I would generally want to have a bit more medical background on them and even a consultation with whatever medical professional they are seeing for their migraines. Yeah. Um, because sometimes they are they do need to be supported by some kind of medication if they're particularly aggressive. I mean, some people can have migraines five times a day. Um, so obviously that's something that really needs to be explored more deeply. Yeah. Um, but in terms of how massage can help, absolutely. I mean, one of the most common types of massage are tension headaches. Um, and by the very word, you know that they are generally caused by tense muscles. Yeah. Now, again, massage, one of its key focus areas is to relieve tension in muscles because it is tension that causes an awful lot of the problems i mean it's tension and stress also go hand in hand because one will cause the other if you're feeling tense muscles that ten generally leads to a, a certain amount of stress um, because you can't function properly because they're causing some kind of pain yeah. or, or just limiting your mobility um, and with tension headaches tense muscles will they will cause muscle strain as well so it can take a while for a headache and a migraine to build up within the body so you will find that there are certain changes going on within the body before they present themselves and with muscle strain what you will get is fatigued muscles so your muscles are going to feel tired or what will happen is they'll call they'll cause some kind of imbalance in the body because for example if you're muscles are tense in your neck and in your shoulders um, they're going to fatigue much more quickly if you're if you're holding your shoulders very very tightly that means those muscles are going to start to feel tired much more quickly yeah. now that in itself can cause discomfort but the discomfort will trigger negative chemicals to be released in the body that's what tension does it has a knock-on effect where negative chemicals are released into your body and what those chemicals do is they stimulate your pain receptors. And that's what triggers the pain. And the pain will then radiate throughout your body. Now, with tension headaches, obviously, it feels much more severe because it's all up in your cerebral area. Yeah. So it's so close to your head that that pain appears to be magnified. And one of the quickest ways to release that pain is with massage. I mean, you must know yourself, Rich. If you're feeling a little bit tense around the shoulders and somebody comes and gives you a quick shoulder rub or a neck rub, it feels fantastic, right? Yeah, definitely. It definitely even just gives you sort of an, some initial release. Of release, that. yeah. 
Um, but if you are a regular sufferer with headaches and migraines, what that does, again, is back to maintenance because people will adopt their posture. It's something people are generally very unconscious of doing. Um, most of us don't examine our posture on a daily basis. Um, but I have found that a lot of headache and migraine sufferers um, have adopted posture, but which I mean they have their body has learnt to change its posture over a period of time in order to prepare itself for the oncoming headache or migraine that it is used to experiencing. Wow. So they will have tight muscles and and tight neck muscles and tight shoulder muscle sh shoulder muscles muscles i can't even say the word today <laughs> we haven't had a drink yet richard i promise <laughs> um, but that you will find that they are generally tense in that area anyway because it's over a prolonged period of time yeah. that body is used to experiencing that kind of pain and your body tries to mask that area it's trying to shield that area from experiencing too high a level of intensity so it tenses up it does tense up and one of the main things that massage can treat as i said earlier is tension and how does that work? Well, simple manipulation of muscle tissue. So for those that don't understand an awful lot about massage massage and how it works, it's it, it really is the manipulation by which I mean the stretching and the penetration of muscle tissue. Um, and that helps to release that area. So everything relaxes and it means that your circulation system can run more smoothly. It also means that tense muscle muscles, they apply pressure to your nervous system. And that's the main problem, particularly with headaches, is the application of pressure on the nervous system, because that again is triggering pain. Any type of compression and that's what happens with muscles. When, when muscles are unhappy, they tend to get inflamed and, and they tend to apply pressure on anything that is aligned with them. So any, no, any of the nervous system and any of the skeletal stru structure. And again, that's going to cause you to adjust your posture. So in, in order to relax those muscles, we need to get in and do some massage and apply certain massage techniques that are going to allow those areas to relax and calm everything down and just soothe the area. Um, and there are studies out there that show that massage can decrease pain. So it's going to reduce the amount of pain that you have with your headaches and your migraines, even if you still encounter them again. Um, people really need to have a look at their lifestyle if they're regular sufferers from migraines and headaches, much like myself. I really had to examine my lifestyle. So the food that I ate, um, the environments that I, were, that I were, was in, in terms of my home environment, for example, and how you can adjust those to eliminate the frequency of your tension and your headaches. Yeah. Um, but also, um, as I say, <laughs> The massage, if you adopt that as a regular treatment, it's going to not only decrease the amount of pain and the intensity that you get when you do have your headaches or, or your migraines, but it's also going to reduce the frequency that you get them and also the duration of the migraine or the headache. So they will they will last for a lot less. Less of time, yeah. Um, yeah exactly oh that's brilliant and you've kind of answered my next question that i was going to ask because i was going to ask um in terms of posture um in with lockdown happening a lot of people have been working from home working behind a desk and and you know it's been quite traumatic for a lot of my clients 
how could you help with posture to fix people's posture? Okay, so yeah, we touched on it a little bit there, didn't we? But uh, yeah. posture, again, it's it's really common for many, many people to not have, let's call it ideal posture. I mean, none of us are perfect, right? So, yeah. um, And as we go through the course of the day, we generally find that towards the latter half of the day, when we're feeling a bit tired and our posture will slump. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, holding, let's be fair, you know, it's hard work. Holding your posture upright all day long, that's pretty tough on the muscles in itself, just keeping exactly. the upright and holding your skeleton together is pretty tough work so if you have a particularly demanding day your muscles are going to feel tired as, as you reach towards the end of the day and it's easier to kind of slouch a little bit and you know slump into a sofa and suddenly all of our muscles are very lax and our posture isn't great um, and that's understandable uh, but to give you an example about how massage can help um, I had a client recently who couldn't understand why he was suffering a lot of back pain. He was said he was getting back pain and some shoulder pain, and he couldn't really identify why. Um, a good therapist, again, in terms of having an initial consultation, will be able to identify quite early on uh, whether the problem is postural. Um, one of the things that we use to identify where people are suffering pain or where they may get pain from is to have a look at their posture when they come in for a consultation. That's one of the things that I always do. Um, and even as he was talking and telling me about his pain, I can see how his posture had adapted to try and compensate for this wow. thing. Um, and it turned out through consultation that this was because of the rucksack that he was using every day to carry his his books etc back and forth to work now there is an argument that rucksacks are really good because they proportion out weight they're much more nicely balanced in terms of carrying um, yeah. weight around than having a bag that's just resting on one shoulder or the other um, and that I would agree with however the tendency with people who use rucksacks is to put too much weight into them um, because obviously it's, it's been carried in the core body. Um, so people think, okay, I can, I can carry much more because it's on my back. So they tend to overload them. And obviously, and obviously if you're using that over a long period of time, that is going to have an impact on your body because carrying large amounts of weight means that the muscles, for example, in your shoulders have to be very strong. They're going to have to strengthen. And unless you're doing extra strength work, in the shoulder area, like if, unless they're coming to see somebody like you, Richard, <laughs> those people's shoulders aren't equipped to carry lots of heavy weight every day. So that yeah. means they're going to tighten up. They're going to have to be very tight. As you know, muscles need to be tight to carry weight anyway. When you do weight training, you're doing resistance training, muscles are under tension. Yeah. And they need to be under tension to support a certain amount of weight. So if you think about it, carrying a rucksack back and forth every day, those muscles are having to stay under tension for a very long period of time. Um, and they're not having any treatment after the fact. Like unless you're having a massage when you arrive to work or when you get home, there's nothing to then relax those muscles and put them back into their normal state. So that is going to change your posture over time. And what happens is if it isn't addressed that pressure impacts the skeletal structure and people end up with muscles in their shoulders, for example, that are 
that experience hypertrophy, which is enlarged muscles, not necessarily stronger muscles either, but they've just become enlarged because they're trying to support an awful lot of weight on a regular basis. Yeah. And obviously, it affects the natural S-curve that a body should have. So your body, if you look at your, your body sideways, there's a natural S-curve that appears in the body's alignment. Um, and that will be changed over time. So that means your posture is changed because you have what's called kyphosis in the upper body, which is an exaggerated curvature in the upper spine. So yeah. around the shoulder area. And you can also have exaggerated inward curvature, which is lordosis on the skeletal structure in the lower half. So affecting the posture in your spine can be really damaging, as I think most people can understand. So before you get to that point, you want to address postural problems. So if you are someone who knows that they don't have the best, best posture, where they tend to lean on one side, so they're leaning and resting all of their weight on one hip when they're standing, or they're sitting in a chair all day where they're working at a desk all day and they perhaps don't have a great chair to sit on, yeah. or they're leaning forward over a laptop, or even leaning forward over a phone, which is a new modern problem that we're encountering where people are having problems with their neck because they're always leaning forward. Wow. So we're having that, those problems appearing as well, where people are getting neck strain because we spend so many hours looking into our phones. Yeah. That's also causing postural problems. And these are things that are very difficult to remedy if they've been left for too long. So I really encourage people to address anything that's happening with their posture or any change with their muscle balance if they're finding one side of their body is, is stronger than the other, which is uh, to a point somewhat natural because obviously we have one dot side that's more dominant than the other side. But if that becomes exaggerated, if you take it, I mean, what I would say to people is just take a quick look at yourself in a full length mirror and stand as you would normally stand. And I don't mean as if you're on a military parade, <laughs> just stand in a nice, relaxed posture as you would if you were waiting for a bus, for example. Just stand as you normally would and examine the areas of your body where you just think, oh, that looks a little bit out of balance or I'm, I know I'm not standing properly as in everything doesn't look even everything doesn't look naturally balanced it's probably a good time to go and see a massage therapist and address those areas because again going back to the principles of massage what it will do is release tension in muscles that have adapted themselves to being in the wrong posture yes Yes. And once those muscles are relaxed, and if you have a regular maintenance treatment with massage, we can relax them to the point where they will they will return to their normal alignment. So they will lay down alongside of each other in a natural form as they should. Um, and that's about encouraging the body and releasing it from its muscle memory. It, you know, they do reach a point where they just naturally return to their day-to-day -day state and it does they do need some work and some manipulation to return them to their natural flow so your body can function in a much more natural way thank you for answering that last question okay the next that leads me on to the next question quite neatly um one of the key things for people who know me is avoiding stress and one of the key things i wanted to get through in this podcast was just how how massage can help with stress because it's all linked. Everything is linked. And I know there's different types of stress, but I wanted you to kind of try and explain 
how beneficial massage is in terms of helping with stress. So over to you. <laughs> Richard, you really need to come and see me. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, yes, I, stress is it's basically where I get the bulk of my clients, sadly. Most people do come because of stress of one type or another. As you mentioned, there are all kinds of stresses that we're dealing with in today's world. And stress is the number one underlying cause for over 60% of illnesses and diseases. That's what studies show. So it's no surprising that most people come to me with some kind of stress. Um, and again, whether it's psychological stress that will have an impact on your body at some point. Um, it's unavoidable, um, but it is something that massage can help with. And I think, again, I'm trying to raise awareness of, of how useful it can be, because in today's world, stress is unavoidable. At the moment, we have COVID, for example. Yeah. Prior to that, everybody was stressed about Brexit. And prior to yeah. that, we were, we were all trying to struggle to come out of a recession. So we're always in some state of stress. It's always in, in some kind of flux. So we do need to find as many wellness tools as we can in order to manage the amount of stress that we're all under so it, we can avoid it developing into some kind of illness and disease. And that's why yeah. I'm always saying how massage should be a maintenance tool. Um, but to explain a little bit more for those people who aren't familiar with massage, how it can help uh, with stress. And that is really, um, if we're looking at stress in particular, relaxation massage is the way to go. Um, and that's one of my favorites. It's my, my personal specialism. And that's because the idea behind relaxation, again, has kind of lost some of its importance, as in people tend to equate relaxing with almost a luxurious experience. It's something that we, we only do as a luxury because most of us are so time poor that we don't have the yes. time to relax yes. properly. Um, and again, relaxation in the mind should have relaxation on the body, but you need to encourage that. And these days we need to enhance those feelings as well. It's not, it's not enough really for us to feel relaxed for an hour in the evening. Most of us require much more than that in order for it to not develop into something more serious. So massage, uh, one of its centric uh, properties is to promote healing. It promotes healing and it accelerates recovery. Those are two of its main principles. Now, healing and recovery are directly linked with being relaxed and feeling less stressed. So stress in itself um, is going to impact the body. Um, we're all different. Human beings are very, very complex, complex and we show our stresses in very different ways. But stress in the muscles um, comes out in tension, a bit like what we touched on before. So yeah. we need to relax those muscles. We need to get them really, really relaxed. So relaxation therapy, like massage, is going to relax those muscles. It's going to leave everything feeling soft and pliable. And once your muscles are relaxed, that means that your mind can relax. Yes. Carrying around all of the tension in your body. And that's where, I mean, there are lots of other factors that come into it, but once your muscles are relaxed, what happens is all of the channels in your body open. So your body works within, there are lots of interconnecting cogs. The mechanisms of the body are all intertwined. So 
relieving yourself of that compartmentalism that we do in terms of how we treat our bodies. If you look at the body as a whole, there's a circulatory system that's running right from your head to your toes. And for that to work effectively, it needs a clear flow. So what the manipulation of muscle tissue will do is clear those channels. It clears the circulatory system because stress encourages a buildup of toxins in the body. And it also means that when the muscles are tense, if they're not working properly, they can't release those toxins properly. So there isn't a natural flow of waste products coming out of your body, much like after exercise. That's going to incur a buildup of lactic acid, for example, which you'll be yeah. familiar with, Richard. Now, if your body doesn't relax enough, it's, the, it's simply not able to release those toxins from your body as effectively as it should. And as you can imagine, if they're not released effectively, that in itself is going to cause those muscles to be even tenser. And the tension from the muscles is going to create stress. Stress in the body then creates stress in the mind. So yes. it does have this knock-on effect. So what, what massage does is it releases those blockages. By relaxing the muscle tissue, we can release those blockages in the channels that are trying to flow properly. And once we've allowed flow to happen, you can create harmony throughout your body. And once there's harmony in your body, you're going to feel less stressed. So what I'm trying to do is encourage people to release themselves from relying on the quick fixes like chocolate and a glass of wine and yeah. going on Instagram or switching on the TV. Those are all nice, but they should be in balance. So we don't want to rely on them too much. In fact, I would, I would state that those are the luxuries. And massage is actually the remedial treatment that you do need for your stress brilliantly put brilliantly put I couldn't have put it any better myself and I think that that's what I wanted to get across from this whole podcast and that's why I reached out to you because it's all connected and I think that I think if in my experience speaking to my clients everybody wants to have that peace of mind everyone wants to be relaxed and I know that the way we live is not always you know easily an, an easy thing to do so with a little change in your habits you can create this this feeling that will alleviate some of your stress and make you feel better which yes. will then enable you to um perhaps do things that you you know want to do in life as opposed to just continuing to be on like a, almost like a autopilot and just pain tablet work pain tablet work you can actually introduce something that can change everything mm, yes absolutely absolutely and as i say it's a shame but it's just over the over the course of centuries that massage has has been put on the back burner if you like as something that is a complementary therapy which is the umbrella on which it comes under now instead of being in the mainstream it has been overtaken as i said earlier with pharmaceuticals which is a real shame thank you for answering that question so perfectly um leading on from <laughs> what you just said is that I often tend to fall asleep during massages. Um, is this a normal thing or do you, or do, do you find it rude? Yes, it's incredibly rude. No, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> no, it's not rude. It's actually the, not only is it the best compliment that you can give a therapist, it's also the best thing that you can do when you're having a massage. Um, and you'd be surprised at how many people, you struggle to do that which is a 
for me, the biggest indication about the amount of stress that they have in their lives if they are unable to relax to a point where they are in a semi-sleep state. Uh, let me explain why it's a good thing. So again, going back to stress and how to relieve stress and tension, as you know, you need to be relaxed, okay? So when you're sleeping, for example, everybody understands that during our sleep is when the body um, is allowed to repair itself. Yeah. It's when our body is recharging and you wake up feeling restored and refreshed and ready to start a new day. Now, it's the same thing when you're on a massage couch. The more relaxed your body is, the more able you are to relax, the more able you are to relaxed, relax, the more able the therapist is to be able to treat the muscles because the muscles need to be in a relaxed state. In order for us to be as effective as we can with massage techniques that we use, we need your body to be relaxed. If your muscles are tight, as you can imagine, it's much, much harder for us to penetrate muscle tissue if they're in a state of tension. So when my clients fall asleep, I sing hallelujah <laughs> because their muscles are so loose and so pliable that it allows me to do my work properly so I can manipulate the muscle tissue in the most effective state. And if you are relaxed, you're also going to get the most benefit from the manipulation that I am doing because that means that Again, when we're talking about flow, everything opens up when your body's relaxed and you can get into a meditative state, which is the other thing that your body is doing when you're in that sort of semi-sleep phase, uh, which my clients can get into. You go into a meditative state. So that's not only calming for your mind, that, re that really encourages the reduction of stress in the mind if you're asleep. But again, it also allows us to do our work much more effectively. Um, and also your circulatory system is under less stress if you're relaxed. You're not moving around. You're not rushing anywhere. It's not having to feed all of your organs as quickly as it possibly can. Yeah. It's in a calm state. And when it's calm, it can initiate all of the kind of hormones, the relaxing hormones, the calming hormones, the happy hormones. They can flood through your body much more easily. And all of that reduces stress, reduces inflammation, reduces pain, and all of those good things that we're trying to encourage your body to do. I mean, all therapists are, as we are the tool, it's your body that really does the work. Okay, it's the laying on of hands and a healing energy that initiates that work. But what we're trying to do is get your body into a state that it can heal itself. And that's why when people go to sleep, we love it because your body is then in a state of natural equilibrium. And that's exactly where you want it to be. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Okay, so another question. Um, Aftercare. Um, in the past, I've been told that I should maybe um, drink lots of water after the massage um, to kind of help the toxins come out. Um, is there <laughs> any other tips or hints that you can give um, for aftercare um, once you've had a massage? Okay, yeah. So aftercare is something, again, I think probably like with sports, really, and personal training that people tend to neglect. You tell them to stretch and you tell them to warm up and cool down and then they, they go home and work out on their own and they don't do any of those things. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go to, oh, yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do as many sit-ups or I couldn't run as far. And if you hear because you're not doing the preparatory work and you're not doing the aftercare. Yeah. Um, so 
just to touch on that, for example, aftercare is is paramount. Um, anything you do with your body, aftercare should be um, equally considered as the treatment itself. Um, you touched on a very good point. Hydration is key. Um, I never leave, let a client leave uh, the treatment room unless they've had a glass of water with me that I make sure I watch them drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it's, it's so key. Massage is very dehydrating. All of that but moving around and manipulating of muscle tissue, uh, again, that's going to have an effect on the body as a whole. It's, you know, it's releasing much more toxins than it would be in its normal state. So you need to be hydrated. So hydration is key, water preferably. So that's the first thing that I would recommend. But also after a massage, you really need to take a few moments to just recollect yourself. So I always say to my clients, don't jump off the couch and rush off to your next thing. I want you to sit for a moment or lie for a moment and open your eyes, reorientate yourself with the room and your surroundings and just understand where your body's at. Just regain that self-awareness of how your body's feeling. Yes. Um, unless people do that and they get off the couch too quickly and they're all wobbly and unsteady on their feet and they don't have that self-awareness of their surroundings and they'll knock into a chair or the door because your body's going to be off balance. We've just set it into a very calm, yes. harmonious, meditative state. Everything is relaxed and soft and fluid. And obviously to get up and walk around and go through whatever activities you have for the rest of your day, your body has to reset itself and regain a certain amount of tension in the body just to maintain your upright mobility and make sure that you are stable on your feet so that's the other thing I also recommend is even if you don't do that in the treatment room when you come outside take a seat collect your thoughts be aware of your surroundings because you know I have had people who have then left and gone to cross the road and not been aware enough of traffic yes. and the speed that it's coming because you haven't allowed that time to regain your self-awareness around your body and just be back in your body if you like so yes. that's the other thing that I would also recommend the other thing um, the other I'd say third key point would be usually therapists re recommend that for at least two hours after a massage don't engage in anything that's too high energy so no high energy sports like you know, a competitive tennis match for example yeah. generally leave that for a couple of hours after your massage again for the same kind of reasons you you know massage will lower your blood pressure so everything is going to be working on a lower gear much like your car analogy you're no longer in third or fourth gear which is the gear that you may have arrived in when you've come for your massage it's dropped down a couple of gears. Yeah. So you need to give your body a chance to warm back up and just reignite itself before you turn the engine back up another couple of gears and expect a higher performance from your body because everything has been slowed down. So give yourself at least a couple of hours before you do anything high activity um, after your massage in order, again, just to prevent any accidents or injuries occurring. Brilliant. You know, you've, you've hit the spot because I remember one time I had a massage and um, I came out of the, the massage um, therapist um, studio and I came, I kid you not, when I stepped outside, I, it was in Clapham Common, I never forget this. And it seemed like everything, it seemed like I was in the matrix because the cars were going past, <laughs> the people were in a rush to go to work, like yeah. cars beeping and the traffic and it was just like, whoa. Yeah, it's like you just stepped out of bed and went outside. Yes, 
Yes. Yeah. And this is what this is. This, it's a similar thing. So I'm saying it's it takes it back to that sleep thing we were talking about earlier. Your body is in a sort of semi sleep state and it's very numb to those kind of things. So much like you wouldn't get out of bed in your dressing gown and walk outside and climb across <laughs> the road because that would be madness, right? That would, who would do that? That's just crazy. You need yeah, the same way your body needs time in, in the morning to adjust to sounds, to adjust, adjust to light, to adjust to moving at a quicker pace. Exactly the same when you come out of a massage. Exactly the same. Brilliant, brilliant. So last question for you. What is your general philosophy about how healing and massage work together? Uh, well, for that, I would say, again, I'd look at the ancient principles. So it would have started with the healing of hands. There's, you know, the, there is, it, it sounds cliche, but there is a lot to be said for the power of touch. Um, even, I mean, if you think about it, if somebody gives you an embrace, somebody hugs you, which we're all severely lacking at the moment because we're not supposed to be getting too close to too many people. Yeah. Um, but we really, we get so much from somebody touching our skin, that skin on skin, that hug, that embrace, somebody holding your hand or just resting their hand on you. It's very calming. It's very, gives you a sense of peacefulness. It somehow lowers your energy levels to a centric place of calmness. Like you almost go, it's, it's an inner body experience. Um, and that's the same with massage. One of the teaching principles of massage, just to explain from a, a therapist's perspective, if you go to a good therapist, they will prep themselves before they touch you at all. Yes, um, yes. The idea of that, yeah, so. the idea of that is for them to get themselves into a healing mindset. And in order to do that, they need to put themselves in a positive mindset. They need to put themselves in a positive energy space. So the idea is that they are they are channeling positive healing energy yes. from the therapist to their clients. Um, yeah, it, that, that requires a certain belief system. So you have to believe in energy. You have to believe in people's auras. And you and the easy way to comprehend that is to know, for example, for any of us, when we meet somebody new, you get a certain feeling about them, don't you, Richard? Yeah, 100%. 100%. So they, and that's because we're all giving off a certain energy, a certain aura about us. So you know people instantly that you might immediately connect with, that you're going to have a good conversation with. And other people who are giving off a certain body language that perhaps they're not open to that or they're a little less uh, social, for example. And it's the same thing that we're doing as a therapist. So even if I've had a, you know, a bad morning, I make sure that I take the time before my first appointment to get myself into the right headspace to promote positive healing energy. That's the first thing that you have to do. Um, so then as a therapist, you have to understand how healing works within the body. And massage, as I've said, there are studies over centuries that show that massage promotes healing. It encourages and accelerates the recovery process. Um, so the healing and massage work hand in hand because we are working on doing the things that your body needs, that your muscles require in order for them to heal themselves. So the first stage is for us to be in a healing mindset and then we channel positive energy into a client and that in itself, along with massage techniques and principles, allow the body to heal itself. 
that's amazing and anyone again who knows me really well knows that I'm all about people's energies and auras and I was gonna add that question in to ask you about how yourself you're transferring energy onto your client and but you already answered it um and you yourself have to do some work on on, on yourself in order to make sure that the energy that you're giving out is healing and calming which I think exactly. is so important and exactly it's and, an energy exchange it, at, its, yes. at its core it's an energy exchange that's what it is brilliant brilliant well you know what you've been an absolutely amazing guest unfortunately we've oh, come I'm to so the, end, the end of the <laughs> podcast um is there anything you want to tell the people to sign up with um your, your social media um, um handle anything you want to tell the people over to you Sure. Well, firstly, thank you. This is my very first podcast. So apologies if there were some blips there or I felt I sounded a little nervous. I definitely was. Um, but it's been a really useful exercise for me. And I hope it has helped some people out there to understand a little bit more about massage and how it can help everybody, really. Um, if you want to find out some more information about self-massage or going to see a massage therapist, please reach out to me on my Instagram channel, which is Flow Massage with Jordan. I'm always happy to answer any questions that you might have. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Jordan, for being my guest. And guys, um, I will catch you on the next podcast. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Each to each radio. Connecting with people.